Yeah, it doesn't feel like a truck anymore. It feels like, you know, a cosy party of your home. That was the voice of an owner-operator you may well recognize, Debbie Desiderato, now principally out of Virginia and sometimes Long Island, New York, and who's had quite a year and a half or so moving to sell her long-running and quite recognizable Kenworth last year and had turned back to hotshot car hauling for a time. Before she capitalized on opportunity hauling in support of logging operations around her Virginia base with a 2017 Western Star 4900. Less than a year after purchasing the rig used, too, she's now the recipient of a custom interior renovation by secret celebrity renovation star Jason Cameron. That was courtesy of the Transfix digital brokerage company after Desiderato won their Transfix My Rig sweepstakes, part of the company's efforts to give back during National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. It's a pretty spectacular upgrade, too, not only for a feature wall at the back of the sleeper with plenty of wow factor to it, in the conversation that follows with Overdrive news editor Matt Cole, Desiderato, I'd wager, spends more time pointing out the functional additions. Plenty more cold storage space for food, for one. And the bottom line impact, uh, the ability to better prep for cooking the truck will have. And given the comprehensive extent of the upgrades, you might figure it put our operation down for a month. Not so, she said. Uh, let's see, I dropped it off Friday, picked it up Wednesday. Okay. So, yeah, five days. I'm Todd Dills, your host as usual for this edition of Overdrive Radio, and we'll hear much more from Cole's conversation with owner-operator Desiderato around the interior renovation. Before we get there, though, I wanted to reach back to last week's episode to start. Given outstanding questions I had for FMCSA related to the COVID emergency declaration. The first of those questions asked for the reasoning behind shifting the declaration and its regs waivers to exempting only the drive time limits of the hours of service and not the other regulations previously exempted. FMCSA spokesperson Dwayne DeBruni echoed acting administrator uh, Mira Yashi, who in her confirmation hearing earlier this week suggested trucking in future may see emergency declarations and regulatory relief that are generally more narrow. Long-standing Legacy practice, DeBruni said, was to exempt motor carriers providing emergency relief from all sections of 49 CFR parts 390 through 399, which includes driver medical qualifications, vehicle repair and maintenance requirements, and rules on safe operation. Starting with the COVID declaration of the 1st of September, DeBruni added, FMCSA intends to issue emergency exemption declarations that are only as broad as necessary to address the actual transportation need which generally means declarations limited just to relief from the hours of service rules, he said. The second question I asked had to do with what sounded like a reporting requirement that comes along with the new exemption. Andrea Marks of Trucker Nation, the guest on the podcast last week, and I, we both wondered uh, whether it was actually a requirement or merely an ask, and what information exactly was being asked of carriers to report. DeBruni spoke of the reporting portion of it as more of a request, not a requirement. It is very narrow in scope, he said. At the end of the September, uh, carriers will be able to submit information through their FMCSA portal accounts. DeBruni said carriers will be asked just for a uh, USDOT number, the number of trips made by commercial vehicles under the COVID declaration, the type of goods transported, and for multiple goods transported, an indication of which commodity was transported the most using the declaration. 
My last question got a bit broader, having to do with what Andrea Marx saw as an opportunity embedded within the long existence of the COVID hours and other regs waivers. If a lot of carriers were operating without hours limitations and safety wasn't compromised, could data to that effect underpin further flexibility enhancing changes to the hours of service themselves? I asked FMCSA specifically whether the agency had considered examining crash rates of carriers who'd used the declarations to date extensively versus other carriers who haven't. Bruni said that basically it's not possible to determine how often emergency exemptions are used at this point. He said that's the reason the agency hopes carriers will report the data monthly from here on out. The agency will use this data to better understand how many carriers use the exemption, how often, and for what purposes. That's a direct quote. My colleague Jason Cannon also put the question of crash rate examination to former acting FMCSA chief Wiley Deck in conversation this week. Deck sounded some similar notes ultimately, and here's how Cannon asked the question. Has there ever been any consideration in baking in some hours of service flexibility for carriers that have a really good crash rating? Because uh, that seems like that would that would be a safety play that also increases productivity. And we have data, you know, we've got hours of service exemptions and whatnot in the COVID hours of service exemptions. So we've got data that we could say, you know, this guy drove under an exemption for an extended period of time and had and has a very good crash record. So should we expand the window of hours of service? So it's that aspect of hours of service. Hours of service is, is complicated in and of itself. Uh, and nobody likes the one size fits all uh, nature of hours of service. It's challenging uh, for uh, FMCSA, it's challenging uh, for the industry, it's challenging for the, the state law enforcement a uh, agents that are out there uh, enforcing these regulations. What the law enforcement uh, want to see is kind of a consistency, right? Uh, they, they have uh, challenges with the uh, exemptions and the waivers that are out there from FMCSA, because it, it throws things into that gray area of, okay, are, are they allowed to go over their hours? Or are they uh, exempt from uh, ELDs? Uh, so it, again, it makes it challenging uh, for law enforcement to ensure that they are enforcing the regulations and laws evenly around the country. At FMCSA, we never really looked at uh, and, and I don't see them looking at it now, nor has it really been in-depthly discussed uh, giving better hours of service for those uh, companies with uh, better uh, crash rates uh, than, than others, because that's a dynamic that's constantly changing. How does a uh, state law enforcement officer who's on the roadside uh, trying to enforce uh, the regulation, how, how do they determine that that vehicle and that operator is uh, operating under that new hours of service? So I, I think it would make an, an incredible challenge uh, and, and a truly difficult job uh, that the inspectors already have even more difficult. That's understood for sure, but it might not be so hard on those troopers. If more flexibility was baked into the rule for everybody, eh? 
some food for thought there. And before we jump into the conversation between our own Matt Cole and owner-operator Desiderato about her big transfix my truck win, here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsors. FirstGuard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not FirstGuard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to FirstGuard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. FirstGuard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Synchrony Car Care is a robust program built for your business and your customers. We offer drivers a way to pay for the services and parts they need today, but there's so much more to Synchrony Car Care. We treat your customers as an extension of your brand, and we don't take it lightly. We're committed to a simple application and fair terms. Let us help drive traffic and drive success for your business. You can find them at synchronybusiness.com slash car care. And here we'll start with Sophie Dabbs, Transfix Chief Commercial Officer, setting up the origins of the Transfix My Rig effort. We brainstormed for a really long time on what we wanted to do to celebrate our drivers. Uh, they are so important to the, the running of our whole world, in particular our country, because we all live here and, and we have had so much trouble over the past past 18 months or so with COVID. Um, so we brainstormed and one of the things that we were really critical, critically thinking about was how do we infuse some fun in this? How do we do something that's kind of like shows a spirit of togetherness and community and, but then like, Hey man, there's something really wonderful on the, on the other side, which Debbie's going to tell us about because it's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, so we really just wanted to infuse something that had some fun in it. And we felt like this was a good, a good way to go. And so how did you get involved with, with Jason Cameron? I'm sure he's a busy guy. So how did, how did that kind of work out? Uh, all the stars aligned. You know how those fortuitous moments happen. So we were very lucky to get connected when we did. Just on the logistics side of it, um, you know, what all was involved in, um, you know, making sure that everything came together and, and you know, that you guys were able to, to, to work within Debbie's schedule, um, since I'm sure she's on the road all the time. And um, what was, what was that process like for you guys? Well, I think on our side, there was a lot of work with coordination, no doubt about it, but I think Debbie should speak to kind of how she, she rearranged her life when she, once she heard the news uh, and we're so glad she was able to do that. So I'll let her speak to, you know, kind of what she did to kind of prep for it. But, um, but yeah, I, I've got to say our entire, um, uh, marketing team and, and operations team here at TI kind of rallied together to make sure all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed with Jason and um, to try and give, you know, Debbie or whomever happened to have won this particular sweepstakes a great experience because that's, that's really what we wanted to do. We wanted to show our appreciation in a fun way and hopefully make Debbie's life a little nicer day to day. Sure did. <laughs> It's a 2017 Western Star 4900. Um, I run uh, over the road, pulling a dry van trailer. I do a lot of coast to coast. I live in Virginia and I do a lot of California freight into California, back out again. I also do a lot of New York City, uh, Manhattan, which is always fun. <laughs> um, 
And then when I'm when I come back home to Virginia, uh, I run logs for a, a logging company. Um, you know, straight out of the the woods, I get in there with that big truck and you know get loaded up and run the logs up to the timber mill. You know, that's how we get our toilet paper, right? <laughs> so I hope Absolutely. nobody's a tree hugger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but right. when I when when Jenny told me that I had won, I dropped everything. I was up in Long Island because I also live in Long Island as well. I live in two places plus on the road. Um, so I was up in Long Island and uh, well, I was headed to Long Island with a a load of wine barrels and uh, I dropped those off and I knew I had to get back down to Virginia. I had a couple of things I had to do. So I raced back down here empty, dropped my dry van trailer off, took care of some things I had to take care of and then just bobtailed up to New Jersey, then rented a car and came back here. And it was a lot of, I did a lot of driving, you know, but, um, uh, you know, I was willing to drop everything for this. This was, you know, spectacular. <laughs> I'm a member of uh, Real Women in Trucking Group, and they posted the, uh, I guess, the flyer from Transfix, and uh, they posted it on Facebook, and I commented, and I said, what a cool praise. And uh, the president, Desiree Wood, of the group, she said, well, if you want to enter, you better, like, get in because the, the deadline was coming up. I pulled over onto the side of the road and entered. <laughs> oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah. And I thought, no, I won't win. You know, <laughs> I never win anything. <laughs> and then Jenny emailed me and just blew my mind. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. What was your reaction when, when you heard that you won? I mean, I'm sure that was, that was a pretty exciting moment for you. It, it was. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had to rearrange a few things and, um, I called my husband and told him about it. And, you know, I said, I got to do whatever I got to do to, you know, to get this done. And actually at the time, I didn't know when it was going to be, but I figured it would be pretty soon to coincide with uh, Truck Driver Appreciation Week, which started a few days ago. So I knew it would be, would, would be happening pretty quick. Well, I had just hauled a load from uh, Los Angeles to upstate New York. And then I picked up another one upstate New York headed to Long Island because I had to go home up there for a couple of days. And that's when I got the news. And I'm like, wow, I better really hustle, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good thing about being independent. I only book myself one load at a time because I don't want to let anybody down and anything can happen in trucking. So I never, like, pre-book myself you know, it worked out well that, you know, I could just kind of drop everything and run, you know. Maybe I had a week's notice. I, I really don't remember, but it was enough time to get back down to Virginia, drop my dry van trailer and take care of some things I had to do here. And it was enough time to get back up. Yeah, it was probably at least a week. Maybe it was 10 days. I really don't recall. Mm -hmm. You know, once once you did uh, get the truck to, to Jason, um, what was that process like for you to, you know, to hand over the keys to somebody you don't know and, and kind of I was, with, with I, your I, livelihood there? Yeah, I was nervous. 
I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but I knew I didn't have a whole lot to lose. I mean, when I bought the truck used, I only bought this truck in uh, in March of this year. So it was it was used, and the previous driver didn't take much care of it really on the inside. So, and I never, I've, since March, I'd never really had a chance to get in there and like scrub it and everything. I never really got a chance to do that. And it was not well designed like most trucks on the inside, um, unless they have custom sleepers on them. There's a lot of, you know, space that goes, that's not utilized like up high and a lot of wasted space, you know. And I knew that it could be improved. And I watched a couple of episodes of Secret Celebrity Renovations <laughs> and to see what, you know, what it was about and and who Jason is. And, um, you know, after I watched a couple of episodes, I was kind of relieved that I felt like it was in good hands. And uh, he asked me a few things like what were important to me and and uh, one of them was a place to hang my guitar, which had always laid on my bed. And I can't tell you how many times it fell off. <laughs> and um, and the other thing was, you know, my, my refrigerator had a really tiny uh, freezer in it, about that big, pretty much useless. And right. that was really important to me because <clears throat> especially since the pandemic began, it's, uh, it's gotten really difficult to find decent food on the road now. And uh, some of the truck stops that had 24-hour restaurants, they either closed completely and put fast food options in there or they operate now on limited hours, and especially since nobody seems to want to work anymore. So, um, And I often drive at night, so I might be looking to have lunch at 2 a.m., well, you know, I got a choice of Burger King or Popeyes, you know. I mean, that's killing us. So I think it's really important to have <clears throat> a decent-sized freezer and, uh, you know, at least a microwave in your truck. Uh, some people, you know, carry a whole lot more than that. They, you know, they can fry up a steak or carry a, a little barbecue with them and uh, cook on the catwalk on the back of their truck, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, that the fridge freezer was very important to me. So I knew he was going to do something with those two, and the rest I had really had no idea what he was going to do. But I told him I had a top bunk in the in the sleeper, mm -hmm. and I told him you know the bunk wasn't important to me because I have a twenty year old a twenty one year old son, and he used to come on the road with me during the school holidays. And he'd come out for a couple of months and it was great, but he's almost 21 now. So, you know, he doesn't want to ride around in mum's truck anymore, you know. <laughs> so, so I didn't need that bunk. And that, you know, that freed up about another six inches on the wall, which was really good. And then he put in that feature wall, which is just amazing. I, I love it. It's, it's the coolest thing. And nobody's got one of those. <laughs> He took that bunk out and built a um, an oak wood uh, feature wall, and he went and got a uh, 
Australian flag. I had one, but he got a bigger one, a better one. And he hung that in the, the back of the wall and then designed a, a holder for my guitar to go across diagonally. And it's good and safe there. I drove back last night and uh, nothing fell down. It was great. And then I think his wife had a lot to do with the decorating and she did a wonderful job. All the little plants in there and uh, all new bedding and everything kind of matches now. They took out, I had like cherry wood colored cabinets in there mm -hmm. with gray walls and a base beige ceiling and black floors. So nothing really matched. Jason took out the cabinets and built his own to go around like the size of the fridge because it was much bigger now and then painted everything inside to match like the blue in the flag. So now I have a, you know, a theme going on now and um, the bedding, it's the same thing. The bedding matches and the little pillows and stuff. So I've never had a truck that was so like color coordinated inside. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a truck anymore. It feels like, you know, a cozy party of your home. So uh, I was laying in bed last night, actually playing with the lights. It's they put in, um, uh, color changing led lights across the top of the feature wall. And it's got a remote control. And I was in bed last night at a truck stop and I'm making the, the lights change colors and, <laughs> and the, the patterns will change and go with the music. You know, it's really cool. And it's just so nice to have lighting in there that I can adjust, I can dim it because uh, they put some recess lighting in, in the ceiling with a dimmer switch and a little uh, directional light for reading. And they're all adjustable, like the brightness. So it, that makes a huge difference. It's, it's a lot better than having like one big fluorescent light above your head, you know, it's, mm -hmm. which is often what you get in a truck. So it's really comfortable now. When you, when you went to pick up the truck, um, you know, what was, what was your initial reaction the first time you saw it? Oh, I couldn't believe it. The, I mean, the first thing I saw was that feature wall, like how could you miss it, you know, it jumped out at me and I couldn't believe just like how cool that was and how unique, you know, it's, it was designed for my truck, you know, and um, I love all the little shelves in it and all the little plants they, they put up. The decorations was just fantastic. And I didn't even see the fridge at first as big as it is because I was just blown away by that feature wall. And then I looked and, and I saw the fridge. I did like a double take, like, oh, my God, that's it's enormous. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to a dorm fridge, so it's, right, right. it's not quite the size of a household fridge, but it's just so much bigger than what I'm what I'm used to. Yeah, it, it blew my mind. Matt Cole asked owner-operator Desiderato just how much time she'd be spending in that redesigned sleeper. It could be quite a lot for those west coast and back runs, of course, and other factors she brought up. Well, it depends on the bills at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a month where, let's say, the registration is due and the insurance renewal is due, then i got to go out there for three, four weeks at a time. Um, usually I try to go out I'll go to California, come back to Virginia, and then I'll run some logs for about five or seven days. And then I'll turn around, go do that again. And then 
coming back, I might go to New York for a couple of days. So um, ideally, I stay out for two weeks and come home for about five days, but it doesn't always work that way. It's, it's really depending on what month it is and what bills are due, you know. So sure, I try not to I try not to work too hard. Yeah, you know? I don't blame you. <laughs> it's hard enough out there without, you know, without having to work too hard on top of it. So Right. <laughs> so, you know, being out for that long, um, you know, how is how are these renovations going to help improve uh, you know, make your job easier and and more enjoyable when when you're out on the road like that? Well, for starters, that that freezer because I'll before I leave, I'll do a bunch of cooking freeze everything and then, you know, put everything in that freezer. And I'll bet you I could carry two weeks worth of food in there, you know, at least one one decent meal a day. Um, that's going to help so much. It's going to help my health, um, weight, <laughs> and it's going to save me time, you know, because I can just pull into a rest area and heat up a meal. Um and it's going to save a whole lot of aggravation, you know, trying to find food and, and, uh, and, and it's going to save a lot of money as well. I don't know if you've noticed the price of fast food lately, but it's through the roof. <laughs> Just like everything else. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, so that's going to, that's going to be a huge help right there. And then, you know, just to be comfortable in the truck, it, it makes such a big difference, you know, to have, like a comfortable setting where you don't have a lot of clutter and stuff in there. You, you know, you can move around a bit. I can play my guitar without, you know, knocking things off the, the shelves. You know, it's, everything's laid out nicely now. It's um, uncluttered. So I need to keep it that way. I, I got to yeah. be disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah. you know, being an independent owner operator, um, you know, is, is this, um, do you feel like it's going to impact your bottom line at all? I mean, is it, is it going to be able to help the business aspect of, of everything as well? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, the more comfortable I am in the truck, the more likely I'm going to stay out and keep working. Um, so that's a good thing. And also, you know, the, the savings on, well, both for time and expense, the uh, you know the food savings by having the the freezer that's going to help a lot. I'm going to feel more like I'm at home when I'm in that truck now than on the road and eating garbage. Yeah. Well, um, you know, kind of before before you won the contest, um, you know, how long had you planned on keeping the truck, and and has that uh, has that mindset changed at all? I love this truck. Like I said, I only bought it in March. Um, I had a Kenworth before this. And that hotshot car hauler I mentioned at the top, of course. A Ford one time, if my memory serves me. I ended up, like, getting to a point where I spent enough money on the Kenworth. It was time to do something. So I bought this truck, and, and uh, I bought it used, but I got an extra warranty on it. And it's the first Western Star I've ever had, and I love it. Um, I'm, su I'm pleasantly surprised with... The way it rides, it's a lot smoother than I expected. It's got 600 horsepower in it, so it's the biggest engine I've, I've ever had. But I need that for the logging because that's pretty heavy. Um, when I run to California, I typically take lightweight loads. So, 
you know, I get better fuel mileage. But um, this truck's not great on fuel mileage, um, but it's it's great on power. You know, I know I can get up over the Rockies with a heavy load if I need to. I think I'll be keeping it for quite a long time. My warranty is good up until 1.25 million miles. So okay. I'd like to I'd like to keep it for the life of the warranty. And there's about 500 or 550,000 miles on it now. Okay. So, so you got a while yeah. to go. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a big thanks to Debbie Desiderato for running through the experience with us. You can find pictures of the interior conversion via the post that houses this podcast for September 24th. 2021 at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer Paul Marhofer, Overdrive news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, and executive editor Alex Lockie. Till next time, keep it pro out there.